listening to a Sharesies podcast. Today on Recap, Sky TV is expecting revenue growth for the first time in six years. Buy now, pay later competitors Afterpay and Zip both record losses in the hunt for new business. And another space company is planning on going public. Another one. It's Wednesday the 25th of August. You're listening to Recap. I'm Jose. And I'm Alice. We both work at Sharesies. Now, Sharesies is a wealth development platform where our purpose is to create the most financially empowered generation. We're here to recap some of the events shaping the share markets today so that you can be a more informed investor in around 10 minutes. Now, before we get started, please listen to this very important message. Investing involves risk. You aren't guaranteed to make money and you might lose the money you started with. Any information we provide is general only and current at the time. If you're looking for help with your investment choices, we recommend talking to a licensed financial advice provider. All right, let's quickly do a lockdown check-in. How are you doing, Alice? How was your day? Um, yeah, my day's been like pretty uneventful. Once again, I'm yet to actually go outside and get in a <laughs> walk, but that'll be a job for for after recording yeah i'm finding i have to do it after recording recap as well which is lovely lovely way to end the day uh, i do have to offer uh, i haven't done this for a while i do have to offer another public apology um you might have if you listened uh, yesterday at the end you know you might have heard that i left my slack my slack open and there were a couple of slack notifications coming through at the end of the show and everybody uh, quite a few people listening actually uh, thought it was their slack messages and in fact one of our uh, shares colleagues was actually chopping wood at the time, and uh, he's safe. He's glad. I but I spent all night just worried about what if he cut off his hand or something. That would have been terrible. So I'm just publicly apologising for that. And as a PSA, saying to any other podcasters out there, please turn off your Slack. Just turn it off. I've got my tu- mine turned off today. I turn off everything. Uh, this is the only thing that's running. Just this and uh, my Google Docs. But Alison, <laughs> what's been happening locally today? Uh, Well, there's been a bunch of NZX-listed companies releasing financial results over the past week or so. Uh, Some more were released today, including Meridian Energy, Scales Corporation and Sky City Entertainment. But one that I thought that we could talk about today uh, is Sky Network Television or Sky or Sky TV, as you probably hear people refer. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 totally. Uh, Let's get into it. What were their full year results? Uh, yeah, so these these results were for their full financial year, um, twenty twenty one to the end of June. How did they go? Uh, revenue fell actually just under five percent to seven hundred and and eleven million dollars. Did they say what caused this revenue drop? Yeah, um, well, their revenue has fallen year on year since. 2016, uh, the company has been going through a lot of change, transforming their operating model. And as you might guess, they're trying to keep up with people shifting towards using streaming platforms instead of live pay TV. Um, So their core satellite TV business, that's like when you pay for a Skybox subscription and get access to all the Sky TV channels, that's been losing customers. So this year alone, they lost just under 4% of those customers. Uh, But this was fewer than the customers that they lost last year. Um, that was more around 5.5%. This has caused Sky to say that this part of their business is now starting to stabilise. 
Um, and along this line, Sky noted that they're seeing continued growth in their streaming services. Yeah, what did Sky say about these results? Yeah, Sky's CEO, Sophie Maloney, uh, described the company as being at an inflection point. Now, looking ahead, Sky provided some guidance and said it expects um, to grow revenue for the first time since 2016 in their new financial year, um, expecting to make between $715 to $745 million next year. Okay, so that was revenue. How did their bottom line or profit go? Yeah, they reported a net profit of $47.5 million for the year. This was above the company's forecasts, and it was over double their profit from last year. But they did say that this figure um, has been helped by a number of one-off gains during the year. One of those gains came from the sale of its outside broadcasting business, and they were also had um, they also had cost savings from cancelled sports events and not having to pay for that content. Did they provide some guidance for profit like they did with uh, revenue? They did. Uh, so looking ahead, they expect to make a net profit um, in the range of $17.5 million to $27.5 million for the 2022 financial year. And anything else about Sky Today in the news? Yeah, there was another announcement that they made, and that's that they'll be doing a share consolidation. Oh, you're going to have to explain to me what that is. Okay, so a share consolidation, or sometimes known as a reverse stock split, is when a company reduces the number of shares that it has outstanding. So existing shares are consolidated into a fewer number of shares. In this case, 10 Sky TV shares will be consolidated into one Sky TV share. Uh, So if you owned 100 Sky shares um, before the consolidation, after it, you'd own 10. Okay, so won't that affect the value of someone's investments? No, theoretically it shouldn't. So the key thing here is that um, share consolidations shouldn't have any explicit effects on the value of a company. Uh, The market capitalization theoretically should stay the same. But because the value of the company stays the same, uh, but is, is being divided by a smaller number of shares to determine the share price, you would expect to see the share price increase after the consolidation as a result. But again, that's simply because one share now represents um, more of the company than what it did before the consolidation. Uh, In the case of Sky TV, that one share after the consolidation effectively represents 10 shares before it happens. Right. So why would a company do this? Well, Sky TV didn't outline in the announcement today why exactly they're doing this other than reducing the number of shares. But more generally, um, companies commonly... Um, cite reasons for doing reverse stock splits or share consolidations because of the boost to the company's share price. Uh, So as I mentioned before, it's theoretically not changing the overall value of the company, but sometimes um, that boost in the share price can um, change the perception of a company. Right. So when's this going to take place? Uh, Well, Sky TV's share consolidation will take place on the 17th of September. Um, Now, they're expecting to be put into a trading halt from the 16th until um, the close of the day on the 17th while it carries out that consolidation. Great. Thank you so much for that explanation, Alice. Appreciate it. So let's go over to Australia now, and it looks like there's a lot of news in the old buy now, pay later sector at the moment. Absolutely. We've got two big players in the industry releasing their earnings, and it's really highlighting how much companies are willing to spend to expand their size in the market. 
Okay, so I'm going to guess that we've got Afterpay to start with. Uh, we talked about them a couple of weeks ago because they're due to merge early next year with Square, um, a US company, in a $39 billion deal. Yeah, but even before that deal, Afterpay has been looking to expand into other markets like the US, and they've had some growth to show for their efforts. So their underlying sales have increased. They went from $11.1 billion, that's Australian dollars last year, to $21.1 billion recorded for this year. They also increased their active customers, which stands at $16.2 million. That's a 63% increase over last year. Now note that... Uh, the company in this included customers who've made a transaction at least once in the 12 months. That's a definition of an active customer. All right, but I hear a but coming up here. Right, yes. So making that growth does come at a, at a cost. Afterpay's marketing costs almost doubled over the past year, and that contributed to a statutory loss of $159.4 million. Last year, it was $22.9 million. All right, so was that marketing cost or the investment in marketing the main contributor to that loss? Um, yes, pretty much. I mean, Afterpay said that their marketing expenses were higher, much higher due to their expansion into new markets. They're clearly putting a lot of money into the US, for example. It's now their largest market overtaking Australia. But that's a deliberate strategy. The company noted that that expense will continue into the, into the 2022 financial year. All right, but how about this other company that has released their results today, Zip? Um, I take it they've been chasing other um, buy now, pay later um, companies and also investing in new markets? Yes, absolutely. So so this other company to release earnings today was Zipco Limited. And gathering from their financials, they're in a big expansion push as well, mainly with Quad Pay, their US-based business. Now, bottom line, they reported total reported loss of $653 million. Now, that's just under the total amount of capital Zip raised to drive their hunt for growth. So they're kind of in the same boat as Afterpay in that respect. Yep, sort of, but the numbers aren't quite so eye-watering. Their EBITDA loss, for example, was $22.9 million. They spent $71 million on marketing over the year. But they're in the race. Active customers uh, more than tripled over the year to $7.3 million. The number of merchants accepting Zip also doubled to just over 51,000. Now that's half the number of Afterpay. Yeah, let's step out from Australia in the buy now, pay later sector and let's have a look over at the US. What's been happening over there today, Alice? Uh, well, you know how the other day we were talking about Rocket Lab going public and which, by the way, is meant to be happening tonight? Yep, they're listing on the NASDAQ stock exchange. Too, too true. Uh, well, now there's another space company wanting to do the same thing. Oh, who is it this time? Uh, so it's a company called Virgin Orbit. Now, this is one of billionaire Sir Richard Branson's companies, and not to be confused by Virgin Galactic, Branson's other space-focused company. That's already listed on the New York Stock Exchange. How, how many space companies does he, does he have? It's like he sort of loses them down the couch or something. He goes, oh, there's another one. But, but but what does Virgin Orbit do? So they are a satellite provider. They launch small satellites into space. So in comparison, Virgin Galactic, the other one, is more focused on suborbital travel and space tourism. Now, once upon a time, Virgin Orbit was a part of Virgin Galactic, but it spun off as its own company in 2017. All right. So, uh, but you said Virgin Orbit wants to go public now. 
Yeah, correct. Uh, so Virgin Orbit announced that it will make its stock market debut later in this year. This announcement comes in the same week that Rocket Lab's going to go public. Um, and Virgin Orbit, like Rocket Lab, isn't planning on taking the usual initiative initial public offering route uh, it wants to go public via spec oh yeah we know we talked about specs the other day and we should recap how they work and i will do that so spec stands for special purpose acquisition company and spec is essentially a shell company that's publicly listed and their purpose is to find a company to acquire now when they do that they acquire and merge with a privately owned company and that process takes the privately owned company public but Alice, what's the specific SPAC involved with this Virgin Orbit deal? Yeah, so this SPAC involved is one called Next Gen Acquisition Corp 2, or Next Gen as they get called. Uh, they're listed on the NASDAQ stock exchange under the ticker NGCA. But after this deal takes place, um, they'd convert into being VORB or VORB, as we were we were saying before, not to be confused with ZORB. Uh, yeah, I, I just, I'm just reading that as ZORB. Um, how much is this deal worth? Well, the deal values Virgin Orbit at $3.2 billion US dollars. Uh, now, the deal will help raise some funds or cash for Virgin Orbit, expected to be around $480 million worth. Um, and this includes some investment from Boeing, the, the airline company, and a private equity firm called AE Industrial Partners. Cool. And when is the deal all set to happen? Uh, expected to happen at the end of the year, uh, the calendar year 2021 that is. Now the boards of NextGen and Virgin Orbit have both approved the deal, but uh, NextGen shareholders will still have to vote and approve it before it can go ahead. And that was recap for Wednesday the 25th of August. Thanks for listening. If you are enjoying what you hear, please, please give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. We'll be back tomorrow. Have a great evening. Ma te wa. See you then.